today we're talking about being filled with the Spirit. Ephesians says, as a command, in Ephesians chapter 5, be being filled with the Spirit. And as it talks about that, the command is in the passive voice, which means that it is the subject is being acted upon. The subject in here, you, me, is not doing the acting. We're being acted upon by the Holy Spirit. We cannot fill ourselves. We have to be willing to let God control us or fill us. And I think the illustration is good here. God says, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You see, when someone is drunk with wine, they're controlled by wine, and it controls their walk, their talk, everything that they do. And also, we're to be under continual control of the Spirit. This is present tense which means it keeps on going. It's not just something that happens once in time. Our salvation takes place once in time when we surrender our lives to Christ. That's just the beginning of our salvation. But then when, we, when we're to, to, to walk with Christ and live in the power of Christ, that's, not, that's continuing. And so this is why it's important that we realize that we need to constantly ask the Lord to take full control of our lives if we sense that he isn't in control and continue to walk that way. <clears throat> and fullness is not just a once-for-all experience that we never lose, but it's the privilege to continually renew our dependence upon the Holy Spirit day by day. If you're defeated, that, you mean, that means you can be filled with God's Spirit today and begin to live in victory. If you're complacent, it means you confess it and be filled and controlled by the Spirit today and begin to walk in newness of love with Christ. I think we learn a lot by the contrast comparison Paul gives. He didn't say don't commit adultery but be filled with the Spirit. He didn't say don't lie or steal but be filled with the Spirit. He said don't get drunk with wine. There's in which the result of being Spirit-filled may be compared with being intoxicated. When a man is drunk, he's brought out of control by another power. And he, he talks the way that power enables him to talk and walks and lives and acts and does. And so... You and I, the same way, can be directed, controlled, and led by the Holy Spirit. We can walk a different walk. We can talk a different talk. We can live a different life. We can be the kind of husband, the kind of wife, the kind of student, the kind of person that God wants us to be. And that's why it's so important to understand this. Now, what are the results of being controlled and filled by the Spirit? Certain things begin to happen in our lives when we're filled with the Spirit. First of all, in our relationship with God, there will be a new spirit of praise and adoration. The Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He talks here about the fact that when you're filled with the Spirit, then songs and praise and worship and thanks begin to flow out of our lives. There is our relationship with God, and it comes deeper, and our worship be begins to be better, and our praise begins to be stronger, and we begin to glorify God even more than we ever have before. And I think part of this, part of what will happen is we will realize that all worship is to the Lord. I'm literally amazed at how few people, at least seemingly, uh, by the way you see them participate in worship activities, have the foggiest idea in the world what worship is. It is to the Lord. They come and sit through a service thinking they're singing a song, 
and listening to somebody entertain them with music, hearing somebody preach and teach the word, but they never recognize the whole business of being there is to worship the Lord. How many of us really, when we sing, sing to the Lord? That's what singing is. That's why if you don't have a voice that's any good, it doesn't really matter. Even if you can only mouth the words, you can mouth the words as praise to God. Almost every song we sing is a praise song, and it's addressed to God. That's what worship is all about. And when we begin to fill our lives with that, there's no question that it makes a difference if we're filled with the Spirit. And what is strategic is, I believe, we're singing and making melody with our hearts to the Lord. The emphasis of Scripture is upon the melody of our heart, not our voice, not what we sound like but what we are like as it pours out of our lives. Also, this result of being controlled by the Spirit and re related fully to Him is in our relationships to circumstances. There will be a spirit of appreciation. It says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus. We will begin to have a new appreciation for all that God has done and all that God is doing and all that God is going to do. And we will begin to understand, maybe for the first time in our lives, the source of everything. There's a little poem goes like this. We thank him for the sun. Do we thank him for the rain? We thank him for the joy. Do we thank him for the pain? We thank him for gains. Do we thank him for losses? We thank him for blessings. Do we thank him for crosses? You see, it seems unnatural to have gratitude in our hearts when times are tough and things are bad and difficulties are facing us. But when we give thanks to God even for our problems, and in the midst of our problems, it's a recognition of his control and our dependence upon him. Whenever Paul went to appear before any group or any time, he sought to wear the garment of praise. Isaiah calls it in Isaiah 61.3 a garment of praise. Most of us wear praise and thanksgiving like a boutonniere now and then, but Paul wore it every day as a man wears his everyday suit. It was the fabric of his life. Every day he sought to be praising God. He sought to be expressing that. That only comes as we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us on a daily basis. When a person insists on... The third thing that happens in this relationship with God if we're filled with the Spirit is we begin to submit to each other in the fear of God. When a person insists upon standing up for his rights all the time, he most likely knows little of being filled with the Spirit. You see... We've been crucified with Christ, and what rights does a dead man have? Our body is, un is the temple of God. We're not our own. Submission is one equally willing and lovingly placing ourselves under another pe person as we submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, willing to go the second mile, willing to bow our knee to the Lord, but also to bow ourselves in love and devotion to other people. So if you are a new believer... You can be a spirit-filled believer. It takes a long time to mature as a Christian. That's something that you grow to do. But you don't have to grow to be filled with the Spirit. As soon as you trust Christ, in fact, the day you trust Christ, you are filled with the Spirit because he takes control or you don't trust him. But then even as a new believer, a week old, ten weeks old, five months old, six years old, whatever, you can be filled on a daily basis. Just ask him to fill you and control you, and he will. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.